Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Thank you, Lord. We bless the Lord on today for amen our praise and worship team on today for ushering us into the presence of god uh with those beautiful songs he's intentional and um i surrender all to the lord amen and because i know that he is intentional everything that he allows in my life is allowed with intention i can praise him because i know that he's got something in store for me you ought to look at somebody and tell him that god has something special in store for you god oh yes he does amen so we could always praise god i, I think it was marvin sapp sang the song he said praise him in advance Come on, I don't have to wait until I see it, but I praise him in advance because I know he's got a plan. Oh, amen, and we bless the Lord on today. We certainly thank God for those of you that are here with us as well as those of you that have joined us on the line on today. It's always a blessing to have you join in with us here at our Father's house. Amen, because I believe that God is doing something great in our lives and you know what i i love about god because god does something to do something (laughs) he does something to do something he's doing great things but he's preparing us for greater things and all that god is doing that's just like the song say he's intentional now all that god is doing in our lives now is preparing us for something greater amen so we could always bless god because he is lord over our lives father we bless you on this morning we thank you for your great your grace and for your mercy god that keeps on showing up in our lives god without your grace we would not be here without your mercies we could have been cut off but i thank you god because you keep on doing great things for us and as we stand here today as we hear in your presence we ask you god that you would move by the power of your spirit we yield everything into your hands right now and we trust you god that 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 you want to do you do it god that you would have your way in our midst we pray god that you would touch lives that those that are even online that you would meet them at their points of need many are traveling over this weekend we pray god for your traveling mercy we pray god for the divine covering of your spirit and your blood over their lives keep them in your care lord and we bless you for it those that are sick we pray god that you would touch those bodies right now we rebuke sicknesses we rebuke infirmities right now in the name of jesus and we declare healing in the bodies of your people right now in the name of jesus we declare it so right now for us in the name of jesus christ we pray amen and amen come on put those hands together with the lord everybody Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We are certainly excited because of who he is in our lives. Uh, We are blessed because of God's faithfulness. I think it was Jeremiah said it. He said, great is thy faithfulness, 
O Lord, unto us. He said, morning by morning, what new mercies we see. Thou changest not. Thou compassions, they what fail not. And because of that, we could always praise God. And I don't know about you, but I thank God that he's been faithful in our lives. And I believe that he's going to continue to be faithful in our lives. I don't worry about stuff. <clears throat> Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry about stuff. Amen. Because I don't care what's going on, God is still in control. I don't care what's happening, God is still in control. So why worry? Amen. Because God is in control. <clears throat> I have a word that I want to share with you on today and the body of Christ. I believe that this is a word that is very, very important for us <clears throat> as we make our journey through life as we uh, uh, endeavor to please God. How many of you want to please God? Amen. We sing the song, I want my life to bring you glory. I want to please you, God, in all I say and do. But I want to challenge us on today uh, uh, with a word that will hopefully uh, uh, put us in a position that our lives will always bring him glory and honor. <clears throat> We're going to be coming from the book of Jeremiah today, also the book of Psalm, as well as 1 Peter. Uh, there are going to be other scriptures that we'll tap into, but these are going to be my foundational scriptures that we're going to uh, be focusing on today as we go into the word of God. Turn to the book of Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. <clears throat> Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. I want to encourage those of you that are online with us, if you would like to um, join in with us at the end of the service, we will be partaking of the Holy Communion here. We do that every first Sunday, so if you would like to be a part of that, you can get your uh, emblems together so that at the end of the service we can all partake together. Those of you that are in the house, I trust that you already have yours, uh, and we will do, be doing that immediately at the end uh, of the message on today. Jeremiah 17. 5 through 8. 5 said, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. My God, God is God, God know how to drop a bomb on you, don't he? <laughs> he said, Cursed is the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited but on the other side blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit I, I, I love the way God makes his word plain to us cursed is the man that don't trust in God but blessed is the one that do trust in God um, that's the message that's the message that we uh, uh, um, are to embrace 
in our lives. I want to go to another scripture before we get into the message on this morning, a very familiar passage of scripture that we all know we've learned, uh, most of us from a youth. Uh, it is in uh, Psalm, the 23rd chapter, and we're going to read all of this psalm. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will what? Dwell in the house of the Lord. How often? forever. I, I, I love that scripture, even though it's been a childhood scripture, but it is so very, very important in our lives. I don't care who you are as a believer, you ought to be able to declare that the Lord is your shepherd. Amen. And because he is your shepherd, he is the one that is guiding. He is the one that is leading. He is the one that is feeding. And because he is your shepherd, I don't have to want. Come on. Amen, because he lead me beside still waters. Turn to First Peter, the fifth chapter, and the sixth and the seventh verse. And it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Yield yourself to God. Surrender yourself to God. Yield everything about yourself to God under the mighty hand of God and what? He will what? Exalt you in due time. If you want to be exalted, learn how to yield yourself to God. And then the next verse said, casting what? All your cares upon what? Him. Why? Because he careth for you. <clears throat> I want to talk to us just for a few minutes on this morning from this particular subject that the Lord placed in my heart, my declaration of dependence. <laughs> I know that's somewhat uh, contrary to the season that we are in right now because we're in the midst of a holiday season called the Declaration of Independence or Independence Day or we're in this Independence Weekend. But I want you to focus your attention on today is from this particular subject, my declaration of dependence. I'm not so concerned about your independence as much as I am concerned about your dependence. And there comes a time in every one of our lives that we need to declare our dependence on God himself. The Bible said, cursed is the man that trusted in his own self or, or leans to the arms of flesh. 
you that depend on the arms of flesh to make it, you that depend on your own ability to make it, God says you're going to have difficulties. But blessed is the man that what? Trusteth in the Lord. If you could only declare your dependence on God. Oh yes, we live in a society everyone wants their independence. Everyone wants to be able to be on their own. And let me share something with you. There are some misconceptions concerning independence that we are not aware of. You see, because the reality of it is that you are never in a position to really be independent. Because God did not create us to be independent. You're going to be dependent on something or somebody somewhere down the line. But it's left up to you. Where are you going to declare your dependence? You see, the devil will fool you in thinking that, oh, I'm on my own. I can do what I want to do. I can do it when I want to do it and however I want to do it. And, and, and we get so caught up on that. You got children growing up and they're reaching a certain age. I want to declare my independence from my parents. Okay, not realizing that even though they declare their independence on their parents, they get out there, they're going to have to depend on somebody. You see, that's the deception because you're never in a place. Let me share something with you. We are never in a place or have the ability to navigate our way through life without having to depend on somebody or something. But we are so caught up in, oh, I want to do it myself. I, 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 I can manage life without God. Let me share something with you. One of the greatest misconceptions that we have is this thing called free moral agent. Because now we, we are the, God made us free moral agents, so we ought to be able to do what we want. When we won't. Let me share something with you. You see, because if we don't understand the heart of God, you see, when God created man in the garden, even though he may have made them, may have made them free moral agents, but that word, that phrase, free moral agents, does not mean that you have the ability or the freedom to do what you want when you want. You have the ability to choose. Come on. You have the ability to choose. And let me share something with you. You see, because you got to look at it now. When God made man in the garden, he told us, and I got a plan for you. This is what I want you to do. I want you to tend the garden. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. These are the things that I want you to do, and I'm going to walk with you every day. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to instruct you. But then he took them now and said, now listen, let me share. These are the things that you're going to encounter. You're going to encounter these things. You can eat of this tree. You can eat it. But there's a tree over here that you're not to partake of. Now, God did not tie his hand. God did not put a fence around the tree and put up guards to keep them. In. He said, now, you have the freedom to choose. You can choose to. Partake of that tree. But see, what we don't understand a lot of times is along with choices come consequences. You see, you can choose to partake of that tree, but I want you to understand that very day that you eat of that tree, you're going to die. 
Now see, what we don't understand, see, a lot of times we don't understand when we choose to be independent of God, when we choose not to do it on our own, we put ourselves in a position now that we separate ourselves from the divine covering and the protection of God, and we're out there by ourselves, not realizing that out there is a whole lot of stuff that, that you cannot deal with. But they chose, Adam chose independence. But let me share something with you. Many times, independence can produce great captivity. See, <laughs> so Adam's choice for independence produced a captivity that he did not have the power to control. It produced a captivity that he did not have the ability to deal with. Many times we want our independence. We want to do it ourselves. Oh God, I don't have to consult you right here. Or oh, I can do it myself. How many times in our lives that we made decisions independent of God and as a result of it, we found ourselves backed up in the corner that we have to come crawling out to God. God, I need you to help me. But if we've gone to God on the front side, come on. Many times you don't have to run to him at the back end. We used to sing the song when I was growing up in the church. <laughs> it was said, if you tried everything and what? Everything has failed, what? Try Jesus. That's a foolish statement. That's a foolish statement. I'm going to tell you. Okay, let me say, I'm a servant of God, and I'm going to declare unto you, you try everything, and then if everything else fails, then you try Jesus. Come on. That's foolish, because let me share something with you. When I'm out there trying everything, many times I get caught up in the thing that I've tried, and I don't even have sense enough to turn my life back over to Jesus. So you can get caught up in captivities while you're out there that you cannot find your way back. Independence does not always, amen, bring you to a place of doing what you want to do. You subject yourself to captivities that are controlling your life that you don't, have, you don't have anything to do with. Come on. But I want you to look at this on today. I want you that are here, you that are listening to my voice on today, to declare your dependence. Not independence. They're marching the streets. They're having parties. And now I'm not saying anything wrong with that because the reason why they're uh, 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 so excited is because of the independent moves that have been made. When America declared their independence, it's because they had broken away, amen, from the British rule that was ruling even in America. So they wanted to be independent of the British rule, so they decided that we are going to declare our independence of the British rule, not our independence of life, because they still had to depend. Come on. And we celebrate that on July 4th from 1776. 
Jamaica, they declared their independence in 1962, on August the 6th, because they too, amen, declared their independence of the Commonwealth of Britain. They no longer wanted to be under the rule and control of Great Britain, so they declared their independence. But let me share something with you. The, the, the dark side of that is when I declare my independence of this over here, of this what I consider a captivity. When I declare my independence of that, I don't subject myself to something that's going to control and order and direct me in life. We all need some directions in life. We don't have the ability to write. I don't care who you are. We're not smart enough. We're not strong enough to navigate our way through life without the power of God. And the deception is, if I don't get God, oh, I, oh, I can handle it, but we don't realize that if I'm not under the control and the lordship of God, I am under the control of Satan. Come on. Because he's the one. The Bible said he is the God of this world. He's the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The children that decided that I don't want God. The Bible said the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I don't need God. That's a fool because you don't realize if you declare your independence of God without even knowing, you put yourself in a position that you have to depend on Satan. Come on. And he's pulling the strings. Why do you think our world is in such a chaos? Oh, not, it's not because they are free. It's because they selected the directions and the lordship of Satan instead of God. And Satan is pulling the strings. He's pulling the strings. And he has this whole world off course. But if you want to make it in life... I want you to make a decision in your heart today, if you haven't done it already, make a decision in your heart that my dependence, I make a declaration of dependence on God. God, I can't make it without you. I'm not smart enough. You may have, I mean, I don't have many degrees behind your name, but you're not smart enough to navigate life without God. You may have all of the money in the bank, but you're not rich enough to buy your way through life without the calamities that life brings you. You're going to come to a point sometime that you're going to need God in your life. So I want to declare unto us on today that as we are moving through life, as we are dealing with this holiday season, I want to encourage us to make a declaration of dependence. Dependence on God. Let me share something with you. Throughout life, throughout humanity, God has always tried to encourage us to depend on him. I, I, I need you to see this. I, I need you to see. 
God has already always made efforts to bring us to a place of dependency on him. You see, God knows. See, God knows what you don't know. See, we, we think we're smart because we read three or four scriptures. We think we are smart. Come on. But God knows what you don't know. And because God knows what you don't know, he said, now, depend on me. I, 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 I'll take you through. Look, 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 look at it. Look at it. When God called Noah and told him, Noah, I'm going to destroy the world. He said, but I'm going to say, I'm going, I'm going to put in a, 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 a salvation a, 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 a remedy, and I want you to spearhead it. He said, I'm going to let it rain, and it's going to destroy the world. Now, now, now Noah knew that up until that time, rain was not a word in the vocabulary. Because the grounds were, were uh, 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 moistured by water coming up from underneath. But God said, I'm going to let rain come from the heavens. He said, but I want you to build an ark in order to preserve humanity, and I want you to declare to the people that it's going to rain, and those that will hear your word, let them come. Can, can you imagine Noah here getting this decree from God, these instructions from God, to do something that was totally, uh, uh, um, you know what I mean, far-fetched? But Noah at some point had to declare his dependence on God. God, if you said it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to build this ark and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to preach your word to the people of God. And Noah kept on preaching and preaching. The Bible said, history said that Noah preached over a hundred years. But Noah said, I believe God. God's going to do this thing. You see... God wants us to know that if we trust him, he's got our back. You see, you see because there's a lot, of, lot in life that leaves us in positions that I don't know how things are going to get. Do you have anything in your life now, in your life now that you don't know how it's going to come out? Come on. But God knows. So God said, trust me. You know what dependence means? Dependence means, let me give you a definition for dependence. Dependence means is the state of relying or being controlled by someone or something else. Dependence is what I consider yielded or voluntary control. Okay. It's not control that... Uh, 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 Somebody have to tie me up. But dependence is voluntary control. I voluntarily yield my control over to you. And I'm depending on you to have my best interest in heart. So God said, that's what I want you to do. I want you to trust me. I got your back. I know how to navigate through this world. I understand the wiles of Satan. I understand the different things that are going on in your flesh. All I need you to do is trust me, trust me. I got it. I, I know. I, 
I know how you're feeling. I, I know your emotions. Uh, but if you would just trust me, I can bring you through it. I don't care what it is that you're going through now. What it is that you're faced with in your life now. If you would just come to a point that God, I yield everything into your hands. I said, I'll show you. There have been some real, real difficult situations. I think it was Josiah. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> they were faced, and even Jehoshaphat, they were faced with difficult situations that confronted with that. I think Jehoshaphat he had all of the Midianite armies and, and all of the different armies that had congregated together to come up against them. But the Bible said Jehoshaphat got all of his elders together and got all of his leaders together and said, now listen, we're going to go to God. I don't want you all to fear. I don't want you to fret. We're going to go and we're going to talk to God because God is greater. Come on. Josiah, he did the same. He got all his men together and said, now listen, God is more powerful than these uh, that things that we are faced with. And the Bible said that the men, they decided, okay, we're going to follow. We're going we're to trust God. Come on. I want to challenge you today. We have a distance to go. I taught a lesson not long ago on my journey there and we haven't made it yet come on but we are on a journey but our journey is through uh, 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 enemy territory <laughs> come on Jesus said he said they're in the world but they're not of the world the world is enemy territory. He's the God of this world. But we are still journeying through life. But I want you to understand, God said, don't worry if you follow me. You remember Jesus said this when he was talking to his disciples. I think it was Matthew, uh, Matthew 16, I think it was. He said, now, uh, uh, be of good, good cheer for I have overcome the world. He said, now, uh, uh, you're going to suffer difficulties. You're going to have trials and tribulations. Things are going to happen. That's life. Look at your neighbor and say, that's life. But he said, now, I want you to be of good cheer. Why? Because I have what? already overcome the world. Now, that may seem somewhat uh, 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 um, far-fetched because you overcome the world. But what Jesus was saying here now is because I've showed you how to navigate through life. Now, if you would depend on me, I'll show you how you can navigate through the same types of tribulations and difficulties that I have gone through. Be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. Yield and surrender yourself unto me. The songwriter said, lean and depend on Jesus. Come on. And if we lean and depend on him, amen, he will take us through life to the point now that we can come out victorious. The Bible says this in uh, uh, Proverbs, the third chapter, in the fifth verse of another fair for me, passage of scripture. It said what? Trust in the Lord. What? With all of thine heart. <laughs> I, I love that. 
Because they didn't say trust in the Lord sometimes. You know, you know we, we're the type of people, uh, of, and I say we're the type, I'm just giving you a generalization. You know, we, we're the type of people that trust God when things are getting difficult. You, you, you know, God, God I'm, my back is against the wall, and so now, God, I need you to come through for me. God, you know, this is happening. But God said, trust in the Lord, what, with all your heart. All of your heart. When things are going good, trust God. When things are going bad, trust God. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, your emotions, your mind, your will, your desires. Trust in the Lord. He knows how to do the Bible said, commit your way unto the Lord and he'll what? Bring it to pass. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart. And what? Lean not to thine own understanding. Let me share something with you. That's a lot of our greatest obstacle. Is this here my understanding? <clears throat> but that's how I see it. <clears throat> but you don't know. I, 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 this is what I'm dealing with, and and this that's how that's just how I feel. I don't care how you feel. Now, now I want you to understand that in the context of, of, of what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that I don't care how you feel, but I want you to see in the light of God, how you feel doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters is the fact of where God is inside of this. You see, what happens so often, we give in to how we feel, and we let how we feel dictate our reactions and our responses, and God is saying, stand still. You remember when the children of Israel came out of Egypt and the Bible said they got down to the Red Sea and, and, and they were getting ready to uh, uh, um, do whatever and they saw Pharaoh's army coming behind the mountains on each side and now they began to complain. Moses, you brought us out here to die. And God spoke to Moses and said, Moses, listen here, listen. You know, you, you know tell the people this. He said, he, said, he said, tell them to stand still. And what? See the salvation of the Lord. He said, sure, you may be in a very bad predicament, but God said, tell them to trust me. I got it. <laughs> I got it. They didn't have any boats. They didn't even have material to build a boat. They didn't have weapons or military men to fight Pharaoh. So they were in a lost situation. Let me share something with you. Mm -mm. Your situations in life where you are now may look bleak, look insurmountable. But God said, just stand still. I got it. He said, I got it. Sure, but God, I don't see, they're coming after me. God, they're saying they're going to take my house. God, the devil's saying he's going to take my child out. God, God says, stand still. God says, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. And somehow in the midst of all of the chaos that they were facing, they came to the place of, okay, 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 Moses. <sighs> Sometimes you need to stop and take a deep breath. 
Because if you don't, you'll be compressed out of measure because of the multitude of things that you're facing. Sometimes you need to stop and just take a deep breath. Say, okay, God, I don't see it. God, I don't understand it. But God, I trust you. I, I trust you, God. I believe that you are more powerful than what I'm dealing with. God, you've given me a historical account of times, God, throughout the history of mankind when their backs were against the wall, but you brought them through. I remember Abraham, when God, you spoke to him, and he got to the place where you asked him to give his son, and Abraham said, I'm going to depend on you, God. And you brought him through. Come on. There is enough history of the power and the faithfulness of God that we can rest inside of where we are now. And you know what? If we were to look into our own lives, so you, you know, it's good to look at Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all of those fellows because they leave us a historical account of the power of God. But sometimes if you look in your own life, you can see that there are times in your life that you thought you couldn't make it, but God, come on. But God, and uh, what, 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 what the psalm, psalmist said, if he did it before, he can do it again. So why do I get mesmerized and bent out of shape because of where I am now? I didn't think I was going to make it last year, but God brought me through. Come on. And if he brought me through then, what is it that would hinder him from bringing me through now? He's not intimidated by the devil. He's not subservient to the powers of the enemy. He's already defeated the devil. Come on. But we have to declare our dependence on God. You see, God has a plan for us. Look at your neighbors. God has a plan for us. And I want you to do this. Look at it and say, God has a plan for you. I could use that statement for all of humanity because it is true. God has a plan for humanity. But I want to sort of reduce it now to believers. Okay. God has a plan for our lives. See, one of the greatest tricks of the enemy, let me show you something. One of the greatest tricks of the enemy is, Pastor Carlin did such a beautiful job last week with the message, but I want you to see something. One of the greatest tricks of the enemy is that after God saves us, then now he's going to tell you that now it's all about you. You know, God's going to bless you. God's going to give you the house on the hill. Now, now, I want you to understand something because that outside of context of purpose can be very, very detrimental. Okay, it can be very detrimental when you uh, 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 embrace those outside of the context of purpose. You see, because God do want to bless you. God wants you to have but God wants you to have it inside of the context of his purpose for your lives. But because we are so caught up on me, 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 me. Now, I want this, but I don't have to 
have that total dependence on God because God, you gave me a few smarts. You gave, you gave me a few smarts. God, you, 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 you gave me the ability to work and get a good job. So God, I, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to work. <laughs> and I'm going to build me uh, 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 my house on the hill. <laughs> oh, Lord. Somebody say, Lord, help me. How many people that have started out with the help of God, come on, with the help of God, moving towards a destiny, but along the line, along the road, they decided, I got it now. You, 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 I got it. I got it now. I, I got it. So, you know, they, oh, let me share something with you. Everybody shout out to your sakai about you see, God don't want you to be deceived into thinking that because you've gotten thus far that you can make it the rest of the way without you. Look back and see. It was God that brought you through. Come on. Look back and see. It was God that gave you the intellect to finish college. It was God that gave you the contacts that were needed. But then now that I got it, okay, God, I don't need you now. I, 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 I see. I see what I need to go. So I'm going after it. Come on. We still need to depend on God. Because let me share something with you. You don't understand that even in the midst of all that you've accomplished, all that you've achieved in life, you don't understand now that there's an adversarial force field out there that is designed to render you totally incapable and inept as relates to accomplishing even what you want to accomplish. And let me show you something. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me show you something. See, because the devil is shrewd. The devil is shrewd. He will allow you to accomplish some things so that now you can declare your independence of God. Well, he'll allow you to accomplish some things. Oh, God, help us today. We have a history. We have a history. And, and I'm not saying this to throw shade on anybody by no means, okay? But sometimes we need to look at uh, uh, history. We have a history of individuals that started out with God, okay? That started out with God, and God was blessing them. But because now the devil opened doors for them, that they could seemingly excel separate and apart from God. You have a lot of artists that have done this. Come on. And, and, and again, I'm not throwing shade on anybody, but you have artists that have done this, that, that started out singing in the church choir. Leading, and, and, but because the devil offered them opportunities, okay, you know, and, and, and so God's going to bless you. God's going to make you a millionaire. Okay, so now the devil put that opportunity before them. Okay, well, maybe that's my opportunity. So now they'll abandon God. Come on. Because I got a good voice. they'll abandon God because I got my degrees now.
shall abandon God because I got myself a community of individuals that got my back. You don't know. You, come on. You, you, you keep on living. But I want you to see something. God is saying that now if you just trust me, if you trust me, if I said, let me show you this. If I said, you're going to be a millionaire. Okay, I want you to see this. If I said it, that you're going to be a millionaire. It may take you 20 years to get there, but God said, just trust me and you'll get there. But if now you try to uh, 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 get there without my directions, God said, no, no. You might even accomplish the millionaire status. But you're dealing with it without God. You're out there having to fight the enemy. You're out there having to deal inside of a world that is controlled by Satan and the influence of Satan himself. So now those millions that you have is going to have to be spent on trying to cover yourself. Come on, somebody. But God said, if you just trust me, trust in the Lord, God said, I'll get you there. We need to declare our dependence on God. God's plan for us is that we walk holy. Come on. That's ultimately our plan for us. God's ultimate plan for us is not that we be rich. Okay. You may obtain riches on your way. Come on. But his ultimate plan for you is not to be rich. His ultimate plan for you is that you be what? Holy. We've shared that in Ephesians, the first chapter, according as he's chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that what? We will be holy. Come so, 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 so God said, now, don't, don't get things mixed up here now. The Bible said in uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, said what? Seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? All these things that you are aspiring for, God said, they will be added unto you. Look at, look at what it said. He said, they will be added unto you. I will add them to you whenever I deem it necessary. We are trying to get something that God is not ready to add. Come on. Because we are going at it the wrong way. If I depend on God, when it's time to add, God will add. But we figure, we, oh, I, I can get it now. Oh, oh I, I know how it works. No, you don't know how it works. So God said, we need to declare our dependence on him. Let me share this with you, and then I've got to close. Jesus was a prime example of one declaring dependence on the Father. I need, I need you to see this because a lot of times we have a tendency to put Jesus in a category that separates from us. Come on. But Jesus was a prime example of one that had total dependence on God. Jesus' success in the earth was because he totally depended on the Father throughout his life. Now look at this. I want you to see something. Jesus was a flesh man. Come on. He was born of Mary, making him a flesh man. 
man that have flesh, emotions, just like you and I. But look at this. He was born of the spirit. He was born of the flesh, but he was also born of the spirit. Now, I need you to see something here because I need you to see why God is depending on us to declare our dependence on him. He said, now, I sent Jesus into the world with a mission. I sent Jesus, and you notice that at the age of 12 years old, Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. I, I got business here in the earth. He understood that. He also told the disciples one time, he said, you search the scriptures, and you, you, you're thinking this, but that's, that's written of me. That's me. They, they, that's talking about me. So Jesus understood this. He understood that he had a plight in the earth that he was going to have to die. He understood that. But I want you to understand, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, my meat and my drink, what? Is to what? Do the will of my Father. I exist for no other reason than to do the will of God. And in the fifth chapter of John, he said, I can do nothing of myself. I'm totally dependent. And his spirit in me that directs me, that instructs me. Why do you think Jesus pulled himself away and went and talked to God? Because he was getting new instructions from God for tomorrow. Jesus totally depended on God. The Bible said in the fourth chapter of Luke, when the Bible said Jesus, after he came out of the wilderness, now this, this is before, after he was baptized, the Bible said he was led of the spirit. Okay, Jesus was baptized. Jesus knew that he had a mission from God. Jesus could have easily said, okay, now, okay, now, let me, let me see where, where my first revival is going to be. I'm going, I'm going to find, no, Jesus, the Bible said he was led of the Spirit. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. We, 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 we read the scripture in Romans, the 8th chapter. The 14th verse said, they that are led by the Spirit are what? Are the sons of God. Okay. But let me show you something. Being led is a voluntary thing. <laughs> you, you, you understand what I'm saying? If I call you, Sernet, and say, Sernet, I want you to follow me around here. I'm, I'm going to lead you over here. You don't have to do that. If you follow me, that's voluntary. I want you to see something. So now, if I'm led by the Spirit, I voluntarily surrender myself to whatever it is that he's dictating to me. Come on. I, I need you to see something here. And the only way that I'm going to do that is got to trust him. If I don't trust the spirit, if I don't trust God, I'm not going to always, I'll, I'll, I'll voluntarily do it when I, I can somehow see, you know, the outcome. Come on. But Jesus said, I do nothing of myself. But what I see the Father do, that's what I do. I have no agenda. <laughs> now that's big. That's, that's big. That's big. Can we say we have no agendas? My only agenda is to do the will of my father. Just that I have no agenda. 
but to do the will of my Father. And because I'm here to do the will of my Father, I'm surrendering to Him, to His Spirit. He birthed me of His Spirit so that He can lead me. So I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God throughout my life. God saved us. How many, how many God saved you? Let me see your hands. God saved us and he set us free from the captivity of Satan. Okay. We, born into, we were born in captivity because of Adam's choice. Okay. But then now God said, I'm going to set them free from the captivity of Satan. But I need you to see something. God not only set us free, and Pastor Carlin gave such a beautiful demonstration of that last week. Uh, after God saved us, he, he broke the captivity by getting rid of the spirit of Satan. Okay? But he didn't just leave us there. He also planted in us the spirit of God. I need you to see this. The Bible said, he that hath not the spirit of God is none of his. So now, God said, when I save you, I gave you my spirit. My spirit is the thing now that is there to lead and to guide you and to order your steps. Jesus told the disciples when he was getting ready to leave, his last message to the disciples said, it is the spirit for you that I go away because when I go away, I'm going to send you the comforter, which is the spirit of God and his purpose, his order of business is to guide you through life. He's going to lead and guide you through all truth. He is the one that you got to trust now. The same way you trusted me for these three and a half years, now I want you to trust him. Trust the Holy Spirit. But I want you to understand now the difference inside of that is the Holy Spirit will be with every one of you. Come on now. He said now, you got to depend on him. He knows. So the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. He knows the will of God. He knows the tricks of the enemy. You don't know. He said, now, follow his lead. He told them uh, 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 just before uh, uh, the time comes, this was after he died and was uh, resurrected. He told the disciples, he said, now, but you shall what? Receive what? Power. Don't be afraid to say it. You shall receive what? Power. When? After the Holy Ghost, come upon you. You see, we think we all of that. But he said, now, you're going to get power when the Holy Ghost come. And that power is going to enable you to deal with life. It's going to enable you to be a witness. It's going to enable you now to walk in righteousness. When I walk in righteousness, that's when I'm being a witness. Come on. But the Holy Spirit is going to give you that power. So now I want you to understand in order to manifest. And see, we got to understand something. Just because I have the power don't mean that I'm going to walk in that power. Just as Pastor Carlin showed us on last week, uh, when the Holy Ghost came and lived inside of us, then now we're still there. And the Holy Spirit is, is dictating to you now. Don't do this. Do that. But he's not going to tie your hand. Come on. 
He's ordering and offering suggestions to you and letting you know that I can handle it if you allow me to. But too often, even with the Holy Ghost, on the inside, we're still trying to do it ourselves. Why can't we come to the place that we totally depend on God and say, God, I believe that by your power, I can do all things. Paul said, I can do all things, not by my own power, but by him, by Jesus Christ, who liveth in me. It's not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. If I am to live a victorious life, if I am going to accomplish the thing that God has for me, if I am going to be what God has for me to be, I must declare my dependence on God through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. I don't know that much. I've been saved over 50 years. Let me show you something. I've been saved over 50 years. I consider myself a student of the word, and that's not arrogant. That I, I consider myself a student of the word. But let me show you something. I still got to depend on the Holy Ghost, y'all. Longevity don't give you a free pass in life. Come on. I still must depend on the Holy Spirit. And as much as I'm preaching this word to you on today, it comes to me first. I'm trying to build a ministry here. I'm trying to reach the lost. Well, I've been a part of several ministries that have, you know, I've learned certain tactics and certain things and certain strategies to, to do. But let me share something with you. I got to depend on God. Come on. If we are to bring him glory. Let me show you this. <clears throat> Dependence on God. I wrote this down. <clears throat> Dependence on God is an attitude that says, in all things, I need God. Come on. Let me say that again. Dependence on God is an attitude that says, in all things, I need God. Can I share something with you? Don't misplace people for God. Just because God put people in your life that are there for you, and that's good, but never misconstrue the person that God has put in your life for him. You see, what we'll do, God will put somebody in our lives to help us through situations, help us through circumstances. And oh God, oh I, I thank God because of you. Oh God, I, I bless God. But then now we take our focus off of God and I go through the next problem. I'm coming right back to you. Come on. No, I don't care how much I help you. I am never to be your source. 
I want to point you to God. I want you to know that the thing that I was able to do in your life was because of me depending on God to give me what it takes. Now, I want you to understand that the same way I depend on God, you depend on God. Come on. Dependence on God is simply an attitude that says, in all things, I need God. Without him, I will be nothing. Oh, but I got the pastor. Oh, I got pastor. The devil will take me out too. You need God. Oh, I got my job. You don't know how long that's going to last. You need God. In all things, we need God. Will you make that declaration today? God, I realize that I can't make it without you. I thank you for what you've given me. I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you for where you brought me. But God, in order to make the rest of the journey, I still need you. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah, Jesus. The objective of this message on today is to challenge the people of God to come to the place that you declare your total dependence on God. God can make it. God can do it. God can fix it. There's nothing too hard for God. But if you don't depend on God, you're having to deal with life on your own. How many of you would say today, I, 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 I'm making a declaration of dependence on God and this is not to say that you haven't done it before but I want you to you that would make that declaration on today I want you to just lift your hands and let God know God I need you come on I need you God I thank you for what you've done in my life to now but God I still need you I don't know what tomorrow holds but God, I don't want to face tomorrow without you. So much is going on in our world and in our society. You, 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 don't, you don't know what's out there. You don't know what's lurking outside of your door. If there ever was a time that we need to declare our dependence on God, now is the time. But those hands lifted. Those of you that are online, if you're declaring your dependence on God, just type it in the chat box. My dependence is on God. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we come to you afresh. And God, even if we've done it before, we are doing it again. We are declaring our total dependence on you. God, we can't make it without you, God. We can't make it without you. Where we are now, God, it is you 
God that had brought us. You kept us, Lord. God, when we were not able to make it on our own, God, you kept us. You sheltered us and you covered us, God. When the enemy came in like a flood, God, your spirit lifted up a standard against him. It's not because of our greatness, but it's been simply because of your grace and your mercy. So God, we don't want to be foolish to think that we can make it the rest of the way without you, God. Right now, God, we declare our dependence on you. I want you that are here, you that are even online, I want you to just open your mouth and say, I declare my dependence on God. I need you to help me, God. I need you to guide me. I need you to order my steps. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, guide me. life that my life will bring you glory maybe there's somebody that don't even know God on today you're listening at this message now is the time for you to declare your dependence on God because the devil will make a fool out of you and kick you to the curve if you want to make that declaration on today of depending on God and yielding your lives to God I want you to do so right now. And I want you to pray this prayer along with me. Say, Father, I thank you that you've kept me throughout life, God. God, I don't know the number of times that the devil has tried to take me out. But God, somehow you've kept me. But God, right now, I want to declare my dependence on you. I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. I surrender my life into your hand. Save me right now and give me your spirit. Give me your spirit, God. I understand that your spirit is the power to deal with life. Give me your spirit, God. Save me. I'll yield to you. I surrender to you. Take control of my life right now. This in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen and amen. Come on somebody, put those hands together for the Lord. Come on, come on, put those hands together for the Lord. Tell them thank you, come on, say thank you Lord. Come on, somebody say thank you for being in my life. Come on, thank you for being in my life. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Are you blessed today? Are you blessed? I declare my dependence on God. We are going to receive an offering, but before we do, I want to for the Lord's Supper. Every first Sunday, this is what we do here at our Father's house.
and uh, uh, we don't want to change that on today, but I want to do so even, even as the scripture has instructed us. The Bible says, as often as you do this, you do so forth the Lord's death until he comes. It's our way of remembering what Jesus did for us. He died for us. Come on. He was raised for us. His body was broken for us. He shed his blood for us. God have a way, I want you to say this, God have a way of instructing us to have memorials for great feats that he do in our lives. You look throughout scripture, when God brought the children of Israel through Jordan, God said, go back and build a memorial there. That when the people come, they will remember what you did. God want us to be reminded of what he's done in our lives. And the partaking of the Lord's Supper is our way of reminding ourselves that he suffered, bled, and died for us. And I would say it's also a way of saying, God, I'm going to still walk inside of what you've done for me. You died for me, I'm going to live for you. You suffered for me, I'm going to surrender to you. Those of you that don't have your emblems yet, lift your hands. We'll make sure that everybody has one. Those that don't have, there's one over here. There's one over here. Hallelujah, Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. As you as you prepare yourselves for this, prepare the emblems, prepare your hearts. I'm yours, Lord. Everything I am. Everything I'm not, I'm yours, Lord. Everything I've got, I'm yours, Lord. And I take the time now to surrender everything to you. I, I, I'm blessed by the song that the praise and worship sang on this morning. I surrender all to you. Everything I have, I give to you. Stand to your feet on today. I'm going to ask Pastor Connie if she would pray before we partake. Hallelujah. Father, here we are again, and we just want to tell you thank you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you because it is indeed the entrance of your word that brings light. We surrender everything to you. We declare our dependence on you this morning. And Father, even as we partake of the, the emblems this morning, that represent the great sacrifice that was done, that we may come in fellowship with you. I pray, God, that there would be healing in the cup this morning, there would be freedom of mind in the cup this morning. 
Lord, take it out of the natural. Let it minister to each one of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank God. Amen, amen, amen. As we prepare our hearts, the word of God said, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Hallelujah, Jesus. After the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And the people of God say, Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Come on, that's it. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.